G'day everyone. Uh, just before we kick off the show today, I just want to put out a big thank you to all the people that have given me a hand uh, with this project over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been something I've wanted to get going for quite a while. I'm, I'm very excited for it to get out there for everyone to listen to, um, so you can spread it around, share it with a friend, um, get people listening, get people talking. Um, I'd be truly grateful. Um, also, like to say that this project is dedicated to uh, my good mate. Darcy, a friend to us all. Um, miss you every day, mate, and um, I, hope, I hope I'm doing you proud. Welcome in to um, a new little podcast series uh, titled No But Seriously. Um, I'm your host, Joel Young. Um, you may remember me from such other podcasts as The Pretend Podcasters and the short-lived, uh, what was it called? <laughs> Wrong side of the bar. There you go. There's an intro to my guest for today, um, Jordan Warren. Uh, welcome in. Thank you. I am, <laughs> I'm glad that you could remember the uh, an, the inaugural uh, podcast title that was also a uni assessment for me, so that just shows the importance I held it in. But uh, yeah. High distinctions you, all around. Oh, God, what did you get? God, no, I think it was a solid 70. Just oh, below, that's fine. Just below the distinction. I always that was, to sneeze at. That's what <laughs> that was the uni mark. That was what I finished with a seventy four in a, in a journalism degree. Just uh, below that distinction, but that's all right. I take that. Oh yeah. Well, you don't need to be a uh, a rocket scientist to be a journalist these days, do you? These days, well, I mean, I'm a podcaster. I'm a journalist. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this is a new series that um, it's a three part series that I've put together. Um. Over the next three weeks, um, we're going to be discussing a few mental health things. Um, just, just a bit of a bit of context behind the um, the production of this. Um, so, this podcast will be coming out on Friday the fifth. Um, so that'll be um, three days before the passing, the six month passing of a good friend of ours, Darcy, um, and. Upon going through this process, I've I've been reflecting a lot around that whole, um, you know, the grieving process and dealing with my own mental health, and it just seems like that initial burst of um, everyone's aware of mental health, everyone's asking how everyone's going, feels like that has sort of dissipated, and that whole sentiment of making sure that everyone's going all right with the mental health has sort of taken a back seat. And so I decided I wanted to put this together just to get the conversation going again so that hopefully we don't lose anyone else like we lost Darcy. Um, I'm, I know that a lot of people were affected by it. Me, it was a very tough time. Um, he's a very... He was a great guy. Um, and I think everyone else that came into contact with him knew that. Um, so, yeah, I think just in honour of him we can all take this time to reflect on him and also reflect on our own situations. And that's why we're putting out these three apps and we're going to talk about our own experiences and hopefully encourage some people to take the step again. Jordan, (laughs) how are you feeling going into this podcast? I'm excited, mate, in the sense that it's good and it's crucial to... I guess, um, like you said, sort of raise that awareness. Uh, I guess I do agree in the sense that, um, and this is sort of life in general, when, when something terrible happens, like we experienced as, as a cohort with 
with Darcy, it's sort of there was that initial reaction, but then after a while, it sort of tapers off a little bit. And I think that's just a, more of a reflection on the world itself at the moment, um, trying to change the the ideals, especially in young males, about talking about mental health. And I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed more. I know a lot is being done, and that's superb and sensational. But I, I think that there's always more that can be done in the sense of, um, yeah, raising awareness and, um, yeah, just uh, making sure that it's crucial that everyone um, looks out for each other, especially in the times we live in now. Um, it's been sort of li little... Well, over a year, but in Australia, a little less than a year, um, living in a world of a pandemic, and that's that's um, tough for everyone, and it'll go down in history as one of the probably the toughest moments that we as a society have ever experienced. So it's more important now than ever than to do things, to, like to do things like um, releasing a podcast and creating awareness for um, mental health and how important it is to talk to one another. Um, but I am, in answer to your question, I am keen to share experiences because it should be something that that should be uh, a normality, I, I believe. A simple yes or no would suffice, but that's fine. <laughs> I can do that. I can, <laughs> if you, if you right. ask me yes or no, I can do it. <laughs> It'll make my, I've got to be somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing, I have a watch on and I'm pointing to the He's wrong arm. pointing arm. the wrong wrist, everyone. Um. Yeah, so we did do something like this um, about oh, four months ago or something um, on our other podcast, The Pretend Podcasters. Um, making a comeback, by the way. Keep your eyes out for oh, that. I know we have a lot of fans. Season two, bigger, than, <laughs> bigger and better. Um, so, yeah, just to recap on that one, Jordan and I and uh, another mate, Ryan, we put out a podcast about four months ago on our other show, The Pretend Podcasters, um, relating to mental health. Uh, in which I uh, opened up on my own experiences of mental health. I've um, just a just the quick highlight recap. Um, basically, I've had anxiety for most of my life, depression in and out. But um, yeah, over the last couple of years, I've, it's been a bit worse. But I've also come to learn a bit more about taking a, a step to learn about um, my own mental health and how I should deal with it. You know, starting to see. Um, professionals and looking into medication and all that sort of stuff so um if you want to um listen to that one first or at all um it'll be included in something there'll drop be a link somewhere drop the link in i'll there. drop a link or something wherever yeah. this goes up um but yeah um so we're sort of gonna um evolve from that take the next step and um look more into um the processes that um, we go through in learning about it and like accepting that there is something going on up there and then learning about how to deal with that. So, uh, and especially this year or last year in um, the pandemic times, it's been a very unique and challenging time for us all. So it's, we decided to have a little, a little, um, a little excursion through our minds and Jordan got roped in. <laughs> Wow, what a what a journey, an excursion. Um, do I need a do I need a permission slip? <laughs> yeah, we're going on the return school bus. Forms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think. Um, well, at this stage, did you want to do you want to talk about your own just, just highlights, or do you just want to? 
No, I've, I've... I mean, I can cut this, it's fine. But. I've always, um, similar to you, Joe, I've always been a very anxious person. Um, and it is, and it has been something that <clears throat> I think in recent years I've identified more and I've been more aware of it. Like, um, growing up I was sort of, um, didn't know what it was. I just thought I was, you know, maybe, you know, because people tell you, oh, you're a bit sensitive or whatever, or whatever it is, but... It seems to be the, that's... Yeah. How... Maybe it was just like back in our day. Oh, I'm sure before that as well. But um, when, you, when you're younger, it's different now. Yeah. When you're younger, yeah. adults don't want to. Well, it seemed like a lot of adults didn't want to um, label it with anything. It was rather just, oh, you just grow out of it, sort of thing. Mm. I mean, that was what it was for me. So it was like, oh, he's just, you know, he's a shy kid. Mm. Or he's just, you know, he's a bit touchy. Mm. But it was never like, oh, maybe he's suffering from anxiety. It was just like, nah. You know? I was always. Out like a shy kid but at the same time like I at home I wasn't and like with my friends I wasn't like with people I was initially shy but I could hold a conversation with people hmm. um but I was always yeah like like you said and and like I was sort of alluding to it was different even in like 15 years ago it was different like where I found like I find now it's amazing like that so many people are aware of like people's mental health issues because like even 15 years ago like I didn't even know what anxiety really was. Like, I was young, yeah. but, like, no one... Like, you don't even know what it is. And, um... But, yeah, no, I've always um, suffered from a, from anxiety, and I've managed it better and worse over my my lifetime. Um, I've been feeling pretty confident recently, which is great. Um, but, you know, it's always a matter of just keeping on top of it and not let, letting things get on top of you. Like, um, I always find I probably put too much on my plate. And, You're a doer. You're and, definitely a doer. Yeah, and... It just it's historically um, bundled out of control a little bit, so it's something that I'm aware of now. Um, but I think at the same time, everyone's in similar, like everyone's lives are different, and in like not maybe not the exact same, but everyone's fighting their own battles. They always say, mm. I suppose. So it's important for everyone to, even if you're not in quotation marks, suffering from mental health issues, that it's just important to be kind and look out for everyone in a, just a general sense anyway, because I think, like we've alluded to, it's it's sort of a difficult time. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, very crucial to um, talk, like, open up, and it's it should be a normality for everyone to be able to talk about these sort of things, which is, like, even now, even though how far we've sort of come, like, in terms of talking about these sort of things... It's still, I don't know about you, but it still feels like, I feel like whenever I'm talking to someone about my, any mental health problems, like even like someone that's really close to me, I feel like I'm a burden mm, and, yes. I, and I hate that, but I'm hoping that that will change in, in time I, yeah. I, and I hope, I think it will, but I, I'm hoping it sooner rather than later for, for a lot of people's sakes. Mm, yes. Um, I think, yeah, that is the, the big thing. If you had that conversation and you learn that other people are also in a similar boat. It makes the whole thing a little less. Oh, this is this is my problem that I'm putting on everyone else. It's more. This is a problem that a lot of people are suffering from, and we can all work together on it. Sort mm. of thing. So, oh, whoops! I dropped the volume levels there a bit. Um, so, Were yeah, they non-existent. <laughs> so, um, We're whispering. So what I wanted to what, what I wanted to start with um, halfway into the podcast <laughs> was um, your so the process of um, recognizing 
the issue in yourself and coming to terms with that. Um, I think I, I was sort of forced to deal with it a bit earlier, like when I was about nine or ten. I was forced to sort of put a label on it and well, not force, force sounds like it was it's all, but like I was encouraged to put a label on it and like recognize because other people around me, like my parents, like recognized that there was something going on. And so it was on me to sort of um, look at it and, and figure out what was going on. Um, I think as a kid, that's hard to do. Would you have had a similar experience with that? Yes and no. I I find that really interesting that you say that because when I was not when I was around your like that age, like I and it was probably more me as a person. Like I was probably f- like facing similar um, like um, hassles to yourself, but like mine came way later. Like literally, like <clears throat> it was around the end of high school time when I actually like acknowledged that what it was. Like I'd sort of you know my parents obviously knew like know everything and people that were close to me, but, like, me personally, until I was near that adult age or, like, late teenage, I never wanted to put a label on it. And I think that was me falling into the, I guess, the the trap of, like, oh, it's, like, it's nothing because that's, like, what a lot of people in society do. They yeah. just say it's, oh, it's nothing. It's just you, you're sad for a day or something like that or, you, or you're just a nervous person. I always got told I was a nervous person person and I felt like I was a nervous person as a result but I think that my I labeled it if you will if you want to put it that way a lot later and I think that's that's made me struggle a lot in recent times because it's been relatively new new for me to be able to like put a label on it whereas like you sound like you've had that label for like 15 I can't do math for 10 years for like 12 years I don't know I don't know I don't know. We're we're old. We're like nearly twenty three. <laughs> no, but it's um yeah. So it's been a bit of a hassle for me to be able to acknowledge, which I have, which I do now. But it's just one of those things that I, yeah, I don't know. I think back when we were that age, I always felt like if any, like if you were to admit you had anxiety or whatever it was, which is tough to admit when you're like. Like, it would have been tough for yourself when you're that age because you're so young. But I always felt like it was a weakness, whereas now it's not... It, I know it's not a weakness and it's something that just people go through and it's, like, something that doesn't define you. It's just something that that you deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, some people might not understand, but that's okay. It's just... You just got to worry about yourself and, obviously, other people, but, like, yourself first. Well, I think, um, yeah. yeah, you touch on... That's a, the um, trying to accept it when other people around you don't acknowledge mental health as a as a real issue. I remember in um, I think year ten, one of our good mates, I'm not gonna name, um, he once came up to me and said, I don't know how we got onto it, but he said to me, um, "Oh, that whole anxiety bullshit. That's that's just fake. That's just what um, people like to say to cover up their own stuff." And I, I just nodded with him. I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to be like, oh, actually. Mm. <laughs> like, I wasn't in that. I didn't have that, I don't know, confidence to stand up to him and say, oh, no. Like, you probably should have ditched said friend straight away. But like, well, you, I don't see much anymore. But, so, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it would have been it's, yeah, it's yeah, a, tough. Yeah. It's a tough thing. Like, at that stage in our lives, I'd, like, it was not talked about. Like, you know, we were like, what, 15, 16. 
that wasn't something that we, at least as guys, talked about in our friend groups. Mm. Um, but yeah, just going back to, so you said that um, it would have been hard to be like accepting it in primary school sort of thing. I think, I mean, I'm going to talk about this with the later guest, so I'll go into more detail with them. But I think in primary school, at least for my school, I'm not sure about yours, but there was, I don't recall ever talking about anything to do with mental health. Do you? No. Like anyone no. coming to the school talking about, like, I'm, even Happy Harold didn't say anything. No, well, Happy Harold was more, was more physical stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, drugs and alcohol and all that. Don't pick up a syringe. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, oh, we had a school counsellor, and I'm sure your school did as well. But, like, um, it was more, it was more like a, if you, if someone was going to see the school counsellor at that age, I think it was more a very short-term fix, and they didn't identify that, oh, okay, this child's really struggling, and this could develop into something in later years. It was more like, just, you know, fix it then. And you'll be fine for whatever it was a month, a year, yeah. a couple of years, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I, def- I definitely in primary school, I don't remember. Even high school, I don't like. I was a little bit, but but it was. It's more or less like you know keeping your physical health, which helps with your mental health. But it's not the be all. It's not. It's not everything. Like yeah. you got to. I think it's important to address the mental side of things because like no one can actually see your mental mm. thought processes, and some people's like can spiral out of control, and you just don't know about it until it's too late sometimes yeah i just think that lack of education at that stage like when you're when you're starting to as a like as a young person as you start to experience the symptoms of mental health struggles if you're not learning about it in the place that you're at like what like 40 hours a week or whatever if you're not learning about it there then you're not going to pick up the knowledge to be like to be able to identify what it is and deal with it mm-hmm. so when i was little and I got told you've got anxiety I went okay cool what does that mean I don't know and that was it so then I sort of put it on the back burner like I sort of I don't know what happened it sort of faded away a bit Mm. but then it sort of comes back worse and worse each time because you haven't dealt with it initially so when you go into high school then it's a new it sort of evolves Mm. so then it becomes this new type of anxiety where it's like you're worried about social interactions then because it's, you know, that's the big part of life at the start of high school. And then you get to, you know, your senior years and it becomes, oh, shit, this is my future in all these exams. And so you start worrying about that. Mm. So I how think... Did you, how did you deal with... Sorry to cut in. How did you deal with it in... Please cut in. in <laughs> please. How did you deal with it in high school? Because I sort of, like, I, I didn't deal with it. I don't know if you had strategies. I, um... So, yeah, I didn't um, deal with... Like, I didn't take any real action to deal with it. I, I would say, in high school, I was... That was probably a less, like, severe... Like, I mean, compared to what it is now, it was much less severe. So, it was sort of... I could cope with it in high school fairly well, still be able to, you know, see all the mates and do all my work. So, it wasn't that bad until probably um, year 12, when you got into HSC and exams were very stressful but at that point i don't know if you had this when you had those exams you just pinned it on the exams you just went oh i've got exams of course i'm going to be stressed but in reality the way that your brain is overreacting to these exams is is like far more serious than is warranted sort of thing like you should be like oh i want to do well on these exams not oh my god my life's going to end 
if I did not get top marks. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yeah, but I think I kind of went the other way in year 12, to be honest. I like I was obviously still stressing about it, but by the time the HSC came around, I was like, I was like, I'm done. Like I just and I just mm. like didn't give up. I worked really hard and was proud of what I got. Yeah. But I was just like, no, nah, this is like I'm just I'm over it. And I was over life. I was over everything. I was mm. I was over sport. I was over friends. I was over everything. And I just just wanted to sit at home all the time. And um and you know like I'd still go out like social events and stuff like that. But you know I wasn't happy at all um and yeah it's just yeah i agree in, in in high school i think um i was probably best like in high school to be honest like yourself but like around that yeah the senior school which at the same time was great for social like meeting people and like actually like finding friendships with people mm. you'd never think you'd you'd um talk to and the same breath the same um category with uni in that sense but um yeah, I, I sort of, um, yeah, I didn't really ever deal with it. And it sort of, year 12 was sort of, bit, and after that was sort of my worst sort of period and like sort of still affected by it now. So it's, it's um yeah, it's something that, yeah, like we're sort of, if you want to go back to our original point, it's something that's not really discussed and um, dealt with. Like, it's, it's so it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say I had, yeah, similar pro- uh, similar situation where it, I think after HSC, it got worse. Mm. Like, I feel like... I mean, we both went straight into uni as well, which mm. is also... It's a big thing. I mean, we'll be the first to admit first year is the cushiest period of your Didn't life. Didn't think it at the time, no. though. I thought I was the hardest <laughs> fucking worker. Um, but, yeah, I think... Yeah, after HSC started, that's when it got really bad mm. for me. Um, I think... Any... any um reason why i think it was it might have just been a lot of new changes so i mm. um we both started working the pub or mm. we started both started working around the bar mm. that first year of uni um i think you deal with you're good with bar work i'm a little less confident in that sort of confrontational area um so that was a bit of a a stressful thing for me and then you know starting uni it's pretty daunting for a first year student. Mm. Um, I mean, now it's great because I get to do it from home. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's those big things straight after a massively stressful experience like HSC. Mm. Especially when the whole time it's being built up as this is the start of the rest of your life. This is where you start doing what you want to do with your life, and then you go, well, what? Do, I don't know what I want to do. Mm. And so you just sort of you're sitting there stressing about, I don't know, my life sorted. But you've also got to be doing things to sort your life. Mm, but mm. It's a lot to take in when you're 18. I find it very difficult. Like I'm sort of, I've done one degree and now I'm doing another one and, and also starting like an internship thing, like with my first degree. But I still don't know what I want to, like, I don't 100% know what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And I find that very, very stressful. Yeah. And that is really, whether or not I address it at the time, that is the, I guess, the link in... That's the main, or not the link, that's the core of the reason why I'm stressing all the time. Yeah. Is because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know what I want to do. Um, am I making the right decision? I always have those doubts, whether I'm making the right career decision. Mm. Um, and, you know, you get you get some people that, like, you know, you pick a degree. I picked my first degree. I really enjoyed what I was doing. I said, well, the one I'm going to start this year, I, I'm hoping that I'm 
you're going to enjoy it, which I think I will. But like, you know, you get people that make offhanded jokes about, oh, like even like, like you said, at, at doing bar work and then people at work, like customers, which you shouldn't care about what they think because at the end of the day, they're just like people that you'll never see again. Yeah. They make comments like, oh, like, oh, that won't make a lot of money or like, oh, that like, oh, you know, you're, you're fake news and stuff like, it's mm. just like, it's hurtful. And it's like, am I really doing the right thing with my life? And I know, and I've been a lot better with not caring what people say. And I like, just like, like before, like, um, when, before you started your new job, when you were still working, um, like we were still working together, we, we would just laugh about customers. We'd like laugh yeah. in their face. That was our strategy to deal with them. Like, cause there's some people that just like, most people are fine. We, and I sound like I'm like the rudest customer service person <laughs> ever. I'm really not, but like. Just some people are just, and people in customer service will will relate. It's just so um, amazing the length that lengths that customers think that they can go to at talking about your personal life or your like personal appearance or stuff like that. I think that's a reflection of the perception of mental health in society. Mm. Like they might think that's just an offhanded comment, but like you you got to sort of think about how it's going. Like. I mean, yeah, they say something like, oh, you know, journalism, what's that going to get you? Mm. They think that's just sort of a... They think that a I've never comment, heard that before. Yeah. could actually be really worried about that. Like, mm. that might be a concern of yours, but mm. they don't think about it. And that's and how you, mental health is in society. It's like, you've got to think about what the other person might actually be thinking. And I, Yeah, well, I was going to say, you've got to... I'm now better at thinking about what people are saying in their... From, like, in their shoes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I never used to do it. I used to be very, very, like, I'll admit, I used to be very, like, self-centered in this, in the fact that I would just think about myself and, like, everything revolved around me. Mm. And now I'm, like, the opposite. And I'm like, no, there's a great big wide world that's more than me. But, so I've got to understand why this guy just told me that, that my degree means nothing. Mm. Like, it, maybe he's had a bad, he or she's had a bad day or, or, you know, maybe he got sued by a journalist or something like that i don't know like it's just something that i got to think about but it's something that like yeah like the way we dealt with it was just like laughing and being like what the fuck is this guy on about you know like we just we were just like joking about him like him or her you know but um yeah it's just i don't know it's i agree it's the a lot of people and it's a lot of that that older generation um that that haven't really had that education and, and they think dealing with mental health is is like having a laugh and that's fine like i'm more than happy to have a laugh about stuff, but it's just like when it sometimes when it gets a bit too personal, like it works me up, mm. and I can feel myself getting worked up. You know, like the the symptoms. Like even yesterday at work, like I had to tell this bloke because <laughs> he just wanted to walk in and use our use our toilet, like and not buy anything. And I was like, oh no, the public toilets are just you know behind the behind the the building over there. And he's like, I'll never come back here again. And I was like, all right, no worries. But I could feel my heart pumping, and I'm yeah. like. I don't know whether that's adrenaline. I don't know whether that's anxiety. I don't know what it is, but it's just like it goes straight away. Mm. And it was like a two-second confrontation, confrontation, and he like walked away. It wasn't even like any like it wasn't like about to have a fight, but it was yeah. probably like that fight or flight mm. response. But um, yeah, it's just like it, it, you just got to deal with it in your own way. And I'm better. Like I'm getting better at it, which I'm really happy about myself that I am. Mm. That is good. Mm. Mm. And that's where we'll leave this part of the episode. It turns out Jordan and I talk a lot. Uh, so we split it up into two and um, hope you enjoyed the first episode. Part two will be released next week. Um, get in touch in the meantime um, and 
We'll mention Lifeline is always available at 13 11 14 if you are ever in need. Anyway, catch you guys later.